In other versions, it says, Thanks be unto God who gives us perpetual victory. It means it is an everyday victory. Why? Because victory belongs to Jesus. And we have Jesus. And so he gives us that victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this morning, be excited because your victory has come. The victory over sickness has come. The victory over hardship has come. That thing that you are finding problem doing. That thing that has become an obstacle for you. Share a brother. Share a sister. For victory has come. Amen. Amen. So you are welcome once again. And this morning, our Father has given us a special topic. He has given us a special message for you this morning. Amen. The power of the anointing. The power of the anointing. The anointing is not the oil that is kept in a bottle. It is a symbol. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is what we are talking about. The power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. Open your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. And it shall come to pass in the last day, in the day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulders and his yoke and the yoke will be broken because you have you have grown so fast. No, give me another verse. It says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, it is not the anointing that breaks the yoke. It says the yoke will be broken because of the anointing. And so because the anointing of God is upon you, you cannot be yoked. Let me explain to you what a yoke is. So in the olden days, where they did not have mechanized farming, where they had no tractors and combined harvesters and plows and all that, so they pick, let's say, two cows, and then they put a stick, let's say, a very hard one, they tie it to their neck and then the plow is tied to it. And so that is the yoke and God is telling us that because of the anointing that yoke will be broken so the yoke today refers to anything that limits the hand of God in your life anything that limits the manifestation of God in your life and he says it shall be broken because of the anointing and he said, every burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder. 
and the yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke, that very yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. That is the power of the anointing. This is the anointing that was upon Jesus Christ. And say how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. This was the anointing that was upon Jesus Christ. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. And you know that Satan knows this anointing. Yes, because he was once anointed. He was the anointed cherub. He was once anointed, but he corrupted that anointing. And so he knows what it takes to have the anointing. And he knows what you can accomplish because of the anointing. And so he knows what to do to prevent you from having that anointing. Because he was once anointed. He knows the anointing. And so when he sees a man that is anointed. He knows that this man is anointed of God. Because he knows the anointing. He himself was once anointed. But today. Whether he knows it or not. The anointing of the Holy Ghost will break every yoke upon your shoulder. It will deliver you from every situation you find yourself in. That is not of God. Amen. By the time we are done, you'll get to know how powerful the anointing is. And you'll get to know how to assess this anointing. Amen. Number one, the anointing is a product of the presence of God. It is a product of the presence of God. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. He said how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and of power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the For God was with him. And so the anointing is as a result of the presence of the Holy Ghost in your life. You cannot have this anointing we are talking about outside of the Holy Ghost. Because it is the Holy Ghost that brings this anointing we are talking about. When he comes upon a man, he gives him that anointing. Amen. So the anointing is a product of the presence of the Holy Ghost, of the presence of God in your life. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he have anointed me to preach the good news. The Lord God does not give you the anointing of the Holy Ghost so that you will feel good. 
The anointing is for a purpose. It is not so that you feel good. It is for a purpose. And so when God, when the Spirit of the Lord anointed Jesus Christ, He said He anointed Him to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the, to the captives, and recovering of sight to them that are blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. So the anointing is for a purpose. It is for a doing. The anointing does not come so that you may sit down. It comes and it moves you. Amen. Amen. The Bible says after Jesus Christ was baptized, the Spirit of the Lord moved him into the wilderness. And when he came back, the Bible says he was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good. Amen. Amen. And so, if you think that you just need the anointing so that you feel good and say, yes, I'm also anointed. That is not the purpose of the anointing. It is for a purpose. And the purpose is for the doing of the work of God. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Because when God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Bible says He went about doing good. He went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with Him. Amen. Number two. The anointing is a manifestation of the hand of God on the life of a person. And the good news is that everybody can have this anointing. It shall come to pass in the last day that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Upon all flesh. It shall come to pass. So everybody can have the anointing. There is no limit to who can have the anointing. Not by age. Yesterday we were here and our father told us something. He said, the presence of God, the, the, the anointing of God, the spirit of God, it does not come by age. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. But you have it by attitude. Amen. Amen. He said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My spirit upon all flesh. And says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your sons and your daughters will see visions. And so the anointing is for everyone. If you avail yourself, you will have it. Amen. Amen. So the anointing is a manifestation of the hand of God on the life of every person. On the life of a person. First King chapter 18 verse 46. It says, And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So this was a man that ran ahead of a man that was sat on a chariot because of the hand of God. So the anointing is a manifestation that the hand of the Lord is upon you. So you cannot say you have the hand of God upon your life when there is no manifestation of the anointing. 
the hand of the Lord manifests by the anointing of God. And so when the hand of God came upon Elijah, the Bible says he gathered up his loins and he told Ahab, prepare your chariot and take off. And so when the hand of God came upon him by foot, he overtook him. That is the power of the anointing. And so when the anointing comes upon a man, he becomes another man. One time the Bible says, Samuel anointed Saul. And he told him, that when you leave my presence today, he said you shall meet some prophets who are prophesying. And he said the hand of the Lord will come upon you and you will join them in prophesying. And so Saul, who was an ordinary man, who went looking for the lost donkeys, the the lost ass of his father, he came back, turned into another man because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And by that same anointing, you will be turned into another man, another woman today. By the time you live here today, you will see a difference in your life. You say that, yes, I thank God that I came to church today. Because you will see the manifestation of the hand of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Second Kings chapter 3 verse 15. It says, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. The anointing. It was this same anointing that was on David. That the Bible says when an evil spirit came upon Saul and he began to play the harp, he said the evil spirit departed from Saul. The anointing. This is the anointing we are talking about. When that anointing is upon you, you may be a truck driver, you may be a taxi driver, but you drive so excellently that with, throughout the year you never had an accident. Amen. When that anointing is upon you, you may be a teacher teaching primary five. When you stand behind before your students and you are teaching them, it is as though you open your head and you put the book in. They cannot afford but to understand. This is the anointing that when you are a student and it comes upon you, you sit behind your book and you be smiling. Because you have understanding more than your children. This is the anointing that was upon David. He said, thy testimonies are my meditations. For I have understanding more than my teachers. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. When it comes upon you, it brings a different version of you. And they that knew you before you received the anointing, they will see you and say, ah, were these not men with us? Like on the day of Pentecost, when the men were gathered, these disciples were gathered in the upper room. The Bible says, they came as a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole room. And he said, they sat on them a tongue of a clove of fire. And they began to speak in unknown tongues. And the people that were gathered outside, when they heard them, these people speak in our language. Meanwhile, they, could not, they do not understand the language. That is the anointing we are talking about. When it comes upon your life, it doesn't matter whether you are an introvert or an extrovert. You go about doing the work of God. You go about 
with boldness and doing the work of God. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. The blessing of God is to make a man experience the best life, not the worst. And so when the anointing comes, it makes your life easier. Because it breaks the yoke. And it makes you another man. Amen. Amen. What happens when you have the anointing? What is the result of the anointing upon your life? Number one, there is a dissolution of limiting yoke and bondages. So like in Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27, it says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. Amen. In Psalm 89 verse 20 to 24. God said, I have found David. My servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established. My arm shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him. Now the son of wickedness afflicts him. And I will beat down his foes before his face. And plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall, shall be with him. And my name shall be, shall his horn be exalted. He said, I have found David my servant. And with my holy oil have I anointed him. This was the man God said, I have found David a man after my own heart. He said he is a man after his own heart. And he said with his holy oil has he anointed him. Amen. Amen. So when the anointing comes, a product of the anointing is that all limiting Yokes and bondages are broken. It is the anointing that makes the difference between an average Christian and a supernatural Christian. We all might have started as average Christians. But the anointing will make the difference. It is the anointing that makes the difference between the person singing in the church and that man singing as an ordinary man outside. It is the anointing. It is the anointing. That is what makes the difference. So doing anything for God without the anointing makes you an ordinary man. It makes no difference between you and that man outside. And so if you are a singer in the house of God, without the anointing, your singing is just like that man that you know, sings in the ninth club. There is no difference. It is just for entertainment. But when the anointing comes upon you, it doesn't matter whether you have a voice or not. When you begin to sing, demons will flee. Yokes will be broken. The sick will be healed. It is by the anointing. Because God has anointed your voice that every word that proceeds from your mouth, it ministers healing and it ministers um, what's the name? Deliverance. Amen. Amen. One more sin. One more sin.
What is the essence of the anointing? You know, in the olden days, the Jewish shepherd, when they and they literally anoint the head of their sheep. So when they said, "The Lord is my shepherd," I shall not want. He knew what he was talking about. That he anointed my head with oil. He, he knew what he was talking about. Because in those days, the Jewish shepherds, they will anoint the head of their sheep, their ears, their nostrils, and their eyes, so that it prevents flies from disturbing them. Amen. Amen. Because of how sticky the, the oil is, it prevents flies from landing on their, their head. And so it saves them. So when the anointing is upon your life, it prevents every fly from landing on your head. And the fly we are talking about is not the house fly. We are talking about demonic spirit. Demonic spirit. They will run because of the anointing. Because Satan knows that when he sees a man that is anointed, he recognizes the anointing upon a man. And so he would dare not come close. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. And so the anointing keeps flies away from your life. And the anointing dissolves yokes of captivity and chains of bondage. To facilitate liberty. The anointing brings the liberty into your life. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 26. It breaks chains. Said, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and every man's bones were loose. The power of the anointing it breaks every bondage it breaks every chain Amen. Amen. That is why a man who may be under bondage of alcoholism, who may be under bondage of arm robbery, he comes to God and the man of God lays hands upon him and he goes and he has no desire for alcohol again. Because of the anointing, that yoke is broken. That bondage is broken. That is the anointing. Are you in any form of bondage? Is there any kind of yoke upon your shoulders? Today, by reason of the anointing, you are delivered. You are set loose. You have liberty. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As far as the anointing is concerned, you are not permitted to be bound or chained by anything. Because the anointing, the yoke shall be broken because of the anointing. So if the anointing is upon you, when they bind you, it will not hold. It doesn't matter how 
durable the chain is. How strong the chain is. When they bind you, because of the anointing, it just breaks. Amen. That is the anointing we are talking about. So your family may decide to bind you. At your workplace, someone may go somewhere. That this person is rising too fast in the job. I was here long before he came. He just came two years ago. And he's rising too fast. So he goes to a man. He said, bind this man for me. Put him in a bottle for me. Because of the anointing, that bottle will be broken. Because of the anointing, that bottle will be broken. The anointing will set you free. It doesn't matter where they have chained you. Whether in the cave, under the seas, on top of the sea. It shall be broken because of the anointing. That is why God gave us the anointing. He gave us the anointing so that we'll be at liberty. The anointing lifts every limiting embargo and restrictions upon your life. And it provokes the release of your full potential. Luke chapter 13, 11 to 12. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, Thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Is it not marvelous how Jesus Christ cast out devils? He never fought with them. He called the woman. He said, Woman, he said, You are set loose from your infirmity. One time the Bible says Jesus entered the synagogue. And immediately he began to teach. There was manifestation of evil spirit. That is the anointing. That is the anointing. One time he was passing by. He said a man that was possessed with demons. He saw him and he began to shout. He said have you come to destroy me? Jesus had not spoken a word. But because of the anointing. Satan knows the anointing. He recognizes the anointing. That is why he is always attacking you. Because he knows the anointing is upon your life. And that anointing will make you achieve greatness. Because the anointing cannot be on you and you achieve a mediocre result. The anointing is for excellent results. Who knows that the Holy Ghost is a showman? And so when he becomes a resident in your life, it is not so that you'll be achieving mediocre results. He said how Jesus Christ made a public show of the enemy after he had defeated him. He said he made a public show display of him. So when the anointing comes, when the Holy Ghost brings you the anointing, it is so that you show the mighty works of God. So when he anointed Jesus Christ, he said he went about doing good. He did not hide his goodness. He said he went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil 
devil. When the anointing comes, he makes you a showman. You begin to display the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Then Samuel took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord have anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Is it not because God have anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Jump to verse 5. And verse 6. It says, After that, thou shalt come to the hill of God. Where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass. When thou art come, thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery, and a tablet, and a pipe, and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. And thou shalt prophesy with them. And thou shalt be turned into another man. Thou shalt be turned into another man. He said, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. Before the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, Saul was not a prophet. He could not prophesy. But when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he made the, he made the prophet who were prophesying, the Bible says he joined them in prophesying. And he was Turn into another man. The Holy Spirit, the anointing will uplift you. It will break every limiting yoke. It will break out the full potential in you. So what you could not do because of the lack of the anointing, when the anointing comes, you begin to do it with ease. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. The anointing breaks the captivity of unachievements and releases you to fulfill destiny and life assignments. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. That is the power of the anointing. It makes one who was a non-achiever to become an achiever. To become one who fulfills destiny. It is this anointing that came upon Gideon. He said he was the least in his family. Not just his family. And even his, his household. They were the least in their tribe. They were the least in the community. But when the anointing came upon him. The Bible says he became a man of valor. He became a mighty man of valor. This is the same anointing that came upon the men of David. These were the men that were with him in the cave of Adlon. He said in that cave, all those that were depressed, all those that were in debt, all those that lacked, they, they had no future, they were the people that came to David in the cave. And after the anointing had come upon them, the Bible named one as an Adino. And this was the man that held the, the jaw of an ass. And he said he used that jaw to slay 800 men at a goal. The anointing makes you achieve the impossible. The anointing. 
it makes you achieve the impossible. You may be the least in your family. You may be the least among your peers. But when the anointing comes, when the anointing comes, they begin to bow to you. You become the leader of the house. Although you may be the least in the family. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 4 verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's verse 18. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And you see, when the power, when Jesus Christ returned in the power of the Holy Ghost, his fame went about. When the anointing comes upon you, you can no longer be hidden. Men will hear of you, and men will know you, and they will seek to know you because of the anointing. Number two, the su- when the anointing comes upon a man, there is a supernatural restoration of that which is lost or missing in his life. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1 to 2. So Saul, his father's sheep and ass and donkeys were missing. So the father sent him to go and look for them. He went everywhere he could not find them. He could not find them. But something happened. Saul met Samuel. And when Samuel had anointed Saul, the Bible says, the father began looking for Saul. Why? Because those that the things, the animals that were missing, he said they have been found. So the anointing brings back all that you have lost. And restores back to you all that you have lost in your life. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head. And kissed him and said, It's not because the Lord have anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. When thou hast departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rahel's sepulcher in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father hath left the care of the asses and sorrowed for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? The anointing brings all that you have lost. It brings supernatural restoration. Number three, the impartation of supernatural speed and acceleration. It brings you speed and acceleration. First Kings 18:46. We read about Elijah, a man with his foot, overtook a man on a chariot. That is the power of the anointing. It gives you that speed. It gives you speed and acceleration in life. So that which you were supposed to use 10 years to achieve. When the anointing comes, it fast-tracks it and it makes you achieve it within one year. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. So it may seem to you that you are you are late in life. That all your friends are far ahead of you. All the people you began life with. They are far gone. They are 10 years ahead of you. 
Rather relax. When the anointing comes, you will catch up with them within one year. And all that you should have achieved within ten years, God brings it to you within one year. Amen. The anointing will fast track everything that you are supposed to achieve in life. So you might have started building from the age of 30. At the age of 55, you are not done building. You are asking, when am I going to finish? You need the anointing. And when that anointing comes, for the past 25 years that you've not been able to complete that project, within 15 months, you will finish it. Because the anointing will fast track everything for you. It doesn't matter the high cost of building material. When you started building, a bag of cement might have been 15 cities. But now it's over 50 cities. And you are asking, how am I going to finish? When the anointing comes, it is as though they have reduced the price of cement to 5 cities. Before you realize you are done building, that is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There are a group of people that is a, this is your boss that never likes you. When the anointing comes, and when the anointing comes, and you have no option than to like it. One who once hated you, when the anointing comes upon your life, you become his right hand man. And everything he wants to do, he tends to do. Could you help me do this? That's the product of the anointing. Number five, or number four. Empowerment for supernatural wealth and supplies. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 1 to 3. That says the Lord to his anointed. To Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations before him. And I will lose the loins of kings to open before him the two leaf gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, I am the God of Israel. He said he will give you the secret riches of darkness. 
He said that which belongs to the hidden, he will give it to you. He said the riches of the sea shall be turned unto you. The anointing brings all this. The anointing makes you like a magnet. You only attract good things. And you only attract good people. Only people that will help you will come. Only good things will come your way. Before the anointing came. Every misfortune is attracted to you. Every kind of sickness is attracted to you. Every kind of loss is attracted to you. It's like you have become a center of attraction to every bad thing in this world. But when the anointing comes upon your life, your story will turn around. You become a center of attraction to every good thing you need in this world. He will bring it to you. He will bring it to you. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus. And when the anointing comes, there is a release of divine revelation and direction for your life. And for your destiny. Do you know that without direction, any place and every place become a destination to you? If you do not have a direction, but you see, when the anointing comes, it gives you speed and it gives you direction. It does not only give you speed. Because what is speed if you do not know the direction? And what is the essence of direction without speed? And so God knows this. And so he gives you both the speed and the direction. So when the anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon a man, he gives him the speed and he gives him the direction. If Elijah did not know the gate, the entrance to Jezreel, when he took off, where would he have gone? And so he knew the way. And so when the Holy Ghost brought the speed, he was able to get there. And so the anointing will give you the speed. And it will give you the direction. You will never miss your way. And he said, when you are going, you will hear a voice behind you that is saying to you, he said, go your right. Go your left. Because God says he is with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. For I I am with you so that you may boldly say the Lord is with me. What shall man do unto me? I shall not fear that which men will do unto me because you know the direction. You know the way because you have Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way. I am the way. So when you have Jesus Christ, you have the way, you have the direction. You will never miss your way. And when the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes, you have the speed to get to your destination. Amen. You see, when the anointing comes upon you, you have a revelation into all that you need to do. You have revelation into all that you need to do. And so before even they announce that there is going to be a promotional exam, by the leading of the Holy Ghost, 
you already know and you have started preparing. And so when the time comes, you have already prepared. Your opportunity has come. And when these two meet, your success is assured. By the Holy Ghost, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He reveals to you that is what is to happen. Do you know that even by the by the help of the Holy Ghost, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, it, it will make you a mother with a difference. Whenever there is a change in the lives of your children, by the anointing, you are aware of what is happening. So that things do not take you as a surprise. You will not be there and your 13-year-old daughter will come vomiting in the house. And before you, you realize she's pregnant, if you have the anointing of the Holy Ghost, any foolish move you will be able to do. Whether you are in the house or you are not, you will know what is happening in the life of your daughter. You will not be in the house and your 15-year-old boy returns from school. And his lips are turned into charcoal. My God. Has become a smoker. My God. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you know what is happening. And you are able to deliver that child of yours. Don't let things take you by surprise. Don't leave things to chances. You see, you may have a farmland. You clear the land. Whether you sow something or not, something will terminate. Amen. Amen. You may have the land. You clear the land. Don't go and sow the maize. Just leave it. In two months' time, you go and find something on the land. And so that child of yours. When you say you have left the child, when you say you have left the child, something else will take him. And so lead the child to Christ. Introduce him to the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost come upon him. And that child of yours, who once people described as a stubborn child, will be turned into another man. He will be turned into another child. And everybody will begin to wonder what is happening to Akosia Mansa's son. The boy who used to smoke around. Now he's always going to church. Now he's always going that he's inviting people to church. That is the effect of the Holy Ghost anointing. The effect of the Holy Ghost anointing. It will make the difference between your child and that child who does not go to church. Do you know that your child could be following you to church? But he is more than that Zongo boy. Yes. It is not about you sitting in church. You may be in church, but the church is not in you. Are you here? So it doesn't matter whether your child is always going for service. You must go beyond the physical. You must go beyond looking at him just going to church and sitting down. You must go beyond that. Because if you are only to consider he going to church, you will make terrible mistakes. Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. How does one assess the anointing? How would you be able to assess the anointing? This anointing that we are talking about, it is not in a bottle that you go to the shop and go and buy and pour it upon yourself. I said, I have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. No. 
There is a way you must assess this anointing. Number one, through your passion for God and His presence. Through your passion for God and His presence. We learned earlier that the anointing is a product of the presence of God. It is the presence, the, the product of the presence of God. So your passion for God and His presence provokes the release of the anointing upon your life. How? Why your passion? Because when the anointing comes upon you, it is not so that you go and sell Koliko by the roadside. It is for the work of God. And so, he will not give you something that you will not use for him. He will not sponsor a lifestyle that he is not, he is not willing to live. And so, when he is giving you his anointing, he is giving you to you for a purpose. Psalm 84 verse 10. He said, for a day in thy court is better than a ten thousand. I had Rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. And so the anointing is for the work of God. So when the anointing comes and it breaks the yoke, and it takes you away from captivity. It delivers you out of prison. It is so that you can do the work of God. I don't mean it is so that you become a pastor. But I mean it is so that you do the work of God. We all can do something for God. All of us. It doesn't matter your age. I don't mean become a pastor. But you can do something for God. What is the work of God? Anything you do that leads to someone believing in Jesus Christ is the work of God. Whatever you do that helps someone that creates that environment for someone to believe in Jesus Christ is the work of God. So your job may just be to be sweeping and when the anointing comes upon you you sweep with a difference. Amen. Amen. When the anointing comes upon you and you arrange the chairs in the church, when the person enters, he says, these chairs are straight. Just because of that, the person is okay to be in the church. Do you see our children who stand here and dance before us on Sunday, when the anointing comes upon them, dancing alone will draw multitudes to the church. So whatever you are doing, whatever you will do, that will enable someone, that will help someone to believe in Jesus Christ, is the work of God. And so when you have passion for this, then God gives you the anointing. Because the anointing will enable you to do that. Amen. Amen. So Jesus said, He has anointed me. He has anointed me. He did not only anoint him to walk on the street of Capernaum. He anointed him to preach the good news to the people. To heal the broken hearted. To proclaim liberty to them that are in captivity. That is the essence of the anointing. So if you want the anointing, 
you must have a passion for God and for His presence. For His work. For His work. Whatever work you find doing in the church, do it with enthusiasm. Do it as though you are doing it unto God. Whatever you do, do it as though you are doing it unto God and not unto man. And when God looks upon you with the joy with which you are doing this work, He gives you the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Number two, through your passion to serve God. Psalm 89 verse 20. He said, I have found David. My servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. David had a passion to serve God. Everything about David was about God. All his life he lived it for God. So even when he was in the wilderness as a shepherd boy, he was being prepared to be a king of Israel. He was being prepared to be the one that would you know, defeat the Philistines. So your passion to serve God, your passion to serve him, will, you know, it will provoke the release of the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon your life. Number three, through your compassion for needy people. Those that are in need. Because the Bible says when, the, when, when God anointed Jesus Christ of the Holy Spirit, He said He went about doing good. He went about doing good. So when He sees the sick, He heals them. He preaches to people and when He's done and the people are hungry, He prays over pieces of bread and fish and it turns into thousand loaves of bread and they eat. And so He went about doing good. The Bible says one time he went to the house of Peter and his mother-in-law was sick and he said he healed her. He went about doing good. And so the anointing is for doing. So your compassion for the needy provokes the release of the anointing upon your life. Because God knows that when he gives you the anointing it is for a cause. It is for a purpose. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Your compassion compels the unction. Your compassion for souls your compassion for souls. How passionate you are about souls, about the things of God, triggers the release of the anointing upon your life. Because it is the anointing that you need to be able to do that work. So when God sees how passionate you are about souls, about His work, it triggers the release of the anointing. And the anointing comes upon your life. And it makes you a soul winner. A mighty soul winner. And your compassion causes a compounding of the unction. 
What you know that whatever you have compassion for, you are able to handle it well. And so when you have compassion for the work of God, for the souls of men, God gives you the anointing to take care of them. Because without the anointing, you will not be able to take care of the souls. Because these are not souls of animals. These are souls of men. That the devil, Satan, is also interested in. So God gives you the anointing to be able to take care of the souls. To be able to snatch them. From the mouth of the lion. Amen. Matthew chapter 14 verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. The Bible says anytime Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. He healed them that were under the, the, who, know, who were under oppression of the devil. He had compassion upon them. Whenever he saw the multitude, he had compassion on them. So how you feel and what you feel. So if you see the sick and you, you have a compassion towards them, God gives you the anointing to be able to heal them. And so when Jesus saw the sick, he did not only have compassion on them, he healed them and delivered them from all their infirmities. Amen. Amen. Be on your feet for five minutes. We are going to pray for five minutes. We are praying for the release of the anointing upon our lives. We have learned that when the anointing comes upon your life, it breaks every yoke of limitation. Every yoke that is limiting you. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Begin to bless God. Open your mouth and begin to thank Him. Say, Father, Father, I come before you this morning. Connect me with the anointing. Father, I come before you this morning. Connect me with the anointing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Makapa Satan, Lake, 
Proverbs chapter 21 verse 31. Proverbs 21 31. Said the horse is prepared for battle. The horse is prepared for battle for the day of battle. But deliverance. Versions. He said, "Victory is of the Lord." The horse and the chariot. They are prepared for the day of battle. But victory comes from God. Victory comes from God. Victory comes from God. We are praying, Lord, give me victory. Victory over my enemies. Victory over sickness. Victory over hardship. Victory. Victory. We are praying until you get a sound note of victory. Yeah, in your and there is no victory without a shout. We are going to shout a shout of victory. Because God is giving us the victory. Say, my father. My father, I yearn for victory. I yearn for victory. In the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus. By the Holy Ghost. Give me victory. Give me victory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray.
Samuel chapter 23. Second Samuel chapter 23 verse 10. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clay unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to spoil. Now, this second Samuel chapter 23 is after the people that went to David when he was in the cave. In first Samuel, the Bible says, all those who were depressed, all those who were in need, all those who were in debt, who were contented, their hearts were broken. They went to David. And after they have been with David for a while, and after the anointing of the Holy Ghost has come upon them, this man, his name is Shama. Before him was Adino, who slew, who slew 800 men. And then this man, Eliezer, came. And he said, The Lord routes mighty victory. He said, He slew. To the point that his hand became weary. And his hand the Lord wrought victory in their midst. And after him came Shammah in the Shama And he says, The Lord wrought great victory in their midst. The Lord is working victory in your life. He is routing great victory in your life. Watch out. Watch out. After this mid-year fast we've had. And today has come. And Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. And he has given us the victory. He has given us the victory. If you have been crying for the fruit of the womb. The Lord has given you the victory. The Lord has given you the victory. If you have been crying for a job. The Lord has given you the in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the Lord has given you victory. He has given you victory. Victory belongs to you. And this victory, thanks be unto God, that He gives us perpetual victory through Christ our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Begin to bless His name. For the victory He has given you. Thank you for victory. At this moment, 